Hey, yo, check it out. This is Planet Asia Medallions, live and direct on the Mike Power Show. Peace. What the fuck was poppin' is your boy Mike Powers? What's poppin' is your boy Mike Powers, and welcome to the first installment of Conversations with... This installment is Conversations with Don the Designer. That's what I call him, Don Wooten Jr. Uh, he was the guy who actually designed this for me. You can still cop this, you know what I mean, on my personal website, uh, Big Cartel. Uh, and also he designed the joint with the crown on my head and the sword. Dope shit. Uh, been covered by the Washington Post. Very established uh, and important artist out here. Got works out there. If you go to his IG page, uh, you're going to see, and I'll put that on the screen so you can certainly follow him. You'll see the Daniel Sun, the Flea Lords, the, you know, any one of the spitters who uh, all of us admire. You're likely to see a portrait drawn by this gentleman on that page. This uh, conversations with is a little bit different than what we normally put out there because this is a long form conversation split up into many parts designed to provide to you the full spectrum of the way folks that's involved in and around hip hop actually think some of these conversations need to be had. So instead of waiting on somebody else to create this particular platform, I decided to create it myself and put Don the designer in the chair. Uh, first and foremost, due to the fact that behind the scenes, I talked to this gentleman hours and hours and hours. He drops nothing but jewels, uh, edifies my soul, and I thought that I would share that edification with you. Don, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me, sir. How you doing? Powers, my guy. Indeed. Yeah, well, it's great to have you here. Let's just get this thing started off. Um, Griselda, 2020 had a wild year it was the come up right um it came from sort of a little bit of obscurity to kind of blowing up you saw the jimmy fallon look you saw the um sign in the shady you saw the hype williams video um you see in millions of views for griselda work online um your impressions of what happened last year as it pertains to griselda and also the the movement the larger movement of the lyric lyrical renaissance that's come back your thoughts on that um I think uh, Griselda is signing at the point in their in their ascent. Uh, it, it, it's like that's that's something for the other people, everybody else that's on that ascent to pay attention to. Um, as far as like what it did for them as a whole, what it did to their momentum, good or bad, what it did as far as exposure and reach, good or bad, all that was to be studied, and all the way to the end of it, concluding the way that it did. So. I think that uh, there's a tale to be told there, you know, like as far as like, do you really want slash need to be partnered with a major label to to further uh, your your career or to to, to advance properly? Um, I feel like they're resilient, and I think that you know, throughout all chapters of their story, that's like the theme is resilience. Mm. Um, and I hope they can keep that trend, but I think they're under a lot of pressure at the same time. Hmm. Because, you know, what, if anything, you know, aligning with Shady did bring them more exposure. And I don't know how much more success that brought them compared to what they were doing independently. Okay. So the pressure comes in, how does that look to the marketplace? And 
personally, interpersonally, the relationships between them. You know, you have personal relationships you're actually related, but then you also in business and y'all have to, you know, come to agreements on these moves. Um, it's, it's a question of, of what type of stress is there if, if, if that's uh, anything that's going to impact them negatively moving forward. That's probably the most polite way that I can say that shit. <laughs> well, you know, you don't, you don't, you especially don't have to be polite. polite. I do. <laughs> I will get in trouble. And you probably want to I talk to you on the phone a lot. So you usually don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I mean, like, you know, we, we older, so yep. shit get funny when these cameras come on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the thing we try to avoid, to make sure that this thing ain't different than when, when the cameras is not on. But what do you think about the guys? So you had Griselda here, I think, is, is clear. And then kind of this other pack that's like right up in here. And then maybe you talk, you're talking about Flea who's knocking on the door. You talk about uh, guys who like, you know, roam streets. And you talk about Ito. You talk about 38 Special uh, that's right there on the precipice of, I guess, what you would call breaking mainstream. Um, what about those guys? What about that second level right below Griselda going into 2021? What, what do you think? I'm going to pay attention to the same thing. Like, I, I know they, they, they're all most likely hustling out of their own bag. Yeah. And like I said, if you've been if you've been playing the long game, that's like six or seven years in investing in yourself. There's a lot of wear and tear on the pockets that's hard to ignore. And you gotta, you know, you know, measure the progress. But same token, any any partnerships or alignments you get into need to be clearly defined. You need to recognize what gains you're gonna get out of that over a period of time. Or yeah. it could it could work against all the work you put into getting up to that speed. Mm -hmm. you know? Do you and, think that? You know, do you think that lane is a little bit crowded right now? The sounds, like the the beats, um, the aesthetic. The, yeah, that you know, it's funny. Um, you know, even the underground uh, can be subject to oversaturation. It's always been like that when you start dealing with an uh, influential sound, especially an influential sound that you know isn't necessarily that difficult to mimic. So, you know, back in my era, filter bass lines was the shit. You know, mm. it wasn't nothing to take a dope song and then filter the bass line and now this shit sounds smoked out. Slow the beat down, you know, rhyme a certain way, almost sing-songy, you fitting into the boot camp, you know what I'm saying, pocket, and, and you could you could you could get by on that, you know what I'm saying? Uh Nas influenced, you know, a certain type of laid back rhyming but it, he was laid back and, and, and wise you know what i'm saying cats was just laid back so with this new renaissance i see a lot of corner cutting oh i ain't gotta put no drums in my beat okay you know what i'm saying oh i i don't i don't really gotta stay on the beat you know what i mean you know, okay mm -hmm. but the truth of the matter is is like yo you know these people these artists you know, mastered their particular style before they started to paint outside the lines. You know what I mean? They they mastered their particular, they had their structure down packed before they started to bend the rules. If you coming in the game and you straight up, you know, taking this from here and taking that from there, and then you never actually find your voice in that, You, you it's just plagiarism. You know what I'm saying? On, on a commercial level or on the underground level, you know what I mean? Because you feel like this is already accepted and I don't, I don't got to take any risks 
But, you know, that shit come across in the sound of the music, too. This shit don't sound like it's on the edge of anything. I think it's a dangerous game to play when you are maybe attempting to do a cookie-cutter model in, in this area that we're in right now, right? Because I guess on the on the mumble side, auto-tune side, you could... It's easy to get away with that. Over here, the listener is a little bit more discerning. So we look for fake shit. You know, that's what this lyrical shit has kind of always been about. Like, who's really authentic? Who really got it? Who's writing their own shit? Who's not? Like, so uh, is this going to be, is twenty is 2021 going to be the reckoning for, like, the pretenders? You know what I mean? Um. Damn, that's actually for, you know, for the, 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 the crown holders on that tier to say like is you getting ready to take niggas to task for testing the throne you know what i mean because it's it's an area that they they carved out and claimed for themselves so who, who would it be to defend that other than them is that weird now that that instead of calling somebody out because back in the day right that was like if you sounded a little bit like somebody that was like big and popping they'd be like yo I hear what you're doing over there. You biting my shit. Nowadays, everybody's kind of collaborating. People, I feel like a little bit more reluctant to say, yo, you're fake. Everybody's struggling. Everybody wants to make money. Nobody wants to hate on nobody in this space. Uh, is that competition missing? Should, should that come back? Should, should somebody step up and call so, somebody out? Um, That competition is necessary because that's what created the edginess. You know what I mean? The idea that, you know, originality was enforced strictly. And, you know what I'm saying? Any type of imitation was frowned upon and, 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 and not accepted by the culture, which, you know, kind of taught people up front, don't do that shit. Like, literally, I'm I'm from the era of graph where, you know what I'm saying? If, if you, you been somebody's style, you getting stabbed. You know what I'm saying? So... It's kind of simple as that. It transcends art at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's deeper than, like, yo, son, we going to battle. Like, nah, my nigga, you could die tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, over a tag, over slashing my tag, you know what I mean? It's evil right. shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, and, and at the same token, we rhyming, you know, at the same time, and, and we feel competitive in the same nature about all these things. And in truth, that comes from the idea that hip hop, you know what I'm saying, it descends from gang banging on, on the East Coast. So prior to us being competitive culturally and creatively, we was literally shooting and stabbing each other. Mm. You know, it's funny, not so funny how we got back to that. Place. Mm. But in the inception of hip hop, these were the deterrents from going all the way to that extreme. So this was the most democratic and political culture to ever come out of, you know, a resistance movement, like directly after the, 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 the 70s, you know what I mean? And, it, you know, it's why I had to be co-opted. So to get the, to loop back into what we're saying, what the, this tier of hip hop is doing right now, because I don't even like calling the underground, like they have their own ground. It's like, it's the ground that's level with uh, cyberspace. Mm. So it's very much not underground. Mm. You know what I mean, that's like something ethereal, you know what I'm saying? It's, we come from we come from the physical space of, of tapes, CDs and, and, and DVDs and shit like that. They shit is 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 spiritual, ethereal now, digital streaming, online videos online is totally different. But what they doing is revolutionary within that respect because they showing that they was always the power holders. Now with any culture, 
if they've seen what happened to us, they should be wary of people just invading, taking pieces of it and leaving without paying homage or without reinvesting in it and recirculating that power back to the original source. They should be wary of that shit. You know what I mean? How they going to act to hold it or whether they feel like that's worth defending, that remains to be seen. You know what I'm saying? It's a matter of how much value do you see in it? Is it something that you can grow and actually cultivate you know, more prosperous futures for, for the younger generation to actually get into the artist development that our culture should have been doing. Mm. These are all questions for them to answer. Yeah. You know? But and if we're going to break it down and should niggas be calling niggas out, yeah, on the entertainment marketing level, that, that always draws attention. As mm. long as we keep it to a level where, you know, it's, it's all skills and, and, you know, everybody ain't so sensitive and to a point where we got to bring it someplace else, then everybody wins in that environment because you once you once you got a reason to rhyme and you it's not just about you aimlessly bragging or some shit or like you know what i'm saying like being extra imaginative for the sake of entertaining me you really defending something you have you know a motive that shit is you know might cause you to rhyme with a little bit of conviction and niggas get to look at you different you know what i'm saying after common did the bitch in you i'm pretty sure you know, most people that viewed him as a backpack rapper looked at him totally different from after that. But I'm like, he was from Chicago the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I think that people now who's watching this, they understand why you're sitting in the chair. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm glad, you know, you you you, you got in your bag because that's what you do. Um, and please don't let me um derail what your stream of consciousness is because i know you can go from one to another and i'm happy to just go ahead and listen uh whatever you have to add to this conversation who do you who do you like right now oh shit um <clears throat> man you know um we talk we talking we talking rhyme wise yeah all right we talking rhyme wise you know i match with daniel son you know what i'm saying uh I've been watching that that dude's you know ascent for quite some time. Uh, definitely messed with Edo. Uh, everything he deal with, uh, I got I got a real place in my mind and heart for producer MCs because they got a a feel for a cadence that you know, uh, MCs that don't don't play around with the, you know with the beats. They they they, they just you know, can you do this for me? Break down your whole idea about. Ito, where, where he comes from or where he came from, what he's doing now and what the future might look like for a guy like Ito. Um, like Ito, Smash, Ransom, fucking PA, they all hybrid. You know what I mean? Like they remember that old analog industry. They mm. remember the tactile industry, you know what I mean, with different moving parts. And, you know, I think, um, Along with that comes a, a more tactile, you know, time. It was more hands-on. So your references, um, you can draw more off your references. And I feel like that comes across in everything that they do. You know what I mean? Um, as far as like, you can feel texture on, you know, the things that they produce. It's a lot more than just, yo, this shit sound real flashy. It's real fly. You know, that's, that's, that's cool. But they ain't got no weight to it, you know what I'm saying? When when cats that, you know, actually seen 
a bunch of things which rounded them off to make them the way they are well-rounded. You know what I'm saying? It comes across in the way they approach their projects. It's more holistic, right? And um, that they, they just come from that cloth. Like they, they, to me, they understand the process to build projects, not just make a bunch of miscellaneous songs and slap together a mixtape. You know what I'm saying? To, to, to bind that shit together thematically and conceptually to make something make sense. You know what I mean? So, that, I, like, I kind of put them in a different category because of that seasoning. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I look at I, I look at younger artists in this space with awe, like, you know, Rome Street-type cats, Riggs, Mooch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, where did y'all get that shit from? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously you could dig backwards and everything, but this is coming from inside of you from another lifetime and shit. And that's that's fly that you that in touch with it and you could share it and give it up like that. But when I think about either one of them, I hear something, you know what I'm saying? I hear something that it's a more matured, evolved perspective on the same shit. You know what I mean? And it's 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 a clear they're clear distinct voices. I don't track I don't track those styles back to anything or anybody. You good point. I mean? Good point. And that, that's not to say to anybody I mentioned like yo, all right, I can see where you nah, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm like for them to come from the time they come from, they bear that mark of like, yeah, all right, that that stamp. Like that you, you could tell that's pure right there. Like that ain't been whacked at all. I think a guy like Edo brings a, a lot more nuance to that uh conversation on the streets and his lyrics it's not you it's, it's certainly three-dimensional his uh retelling and des description of what's going on out there or even who he is as a person the way he describes himself the way he markets himself there's a lot of nuance in there oh it, it, to me he teach people how to be themselves mm. just by not trying to be you you know what I mean? And that shit is super important. Like, you know, the, the voice, you know, when Guru when, when Guru said that, like, it's the voice, he was not lying. <laughs> and he had the voice to prove it, right? Yeah, yeah. Edo, by default, the rasp in his voice is, a, it's a billion dollar voice, right? So the idea that you got that voice and you also have knowledge of the industry, how the industry moved, Son could have been tried to make some bullshit hits a minute ago. He know how to make beats. He that pardon me. He know how to produce, right? It's the difference yeah. between making beats and producing, right? Yeah. So yep. you know what I'm saying? Like he got that voice. He could have been did it. You know, seen this man pop on a bunch of different shit. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been did it. Rock could have been did it. You know what I mean? Like you they seen examples of how to finesse that. Yeah. Right? But that shit ain't true to your your spirit. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, that's when you, when you learn how to look at yourself, like, and, or, or look in the mirror and not see you, that's, you know, that's when you're too far gone. And I think that's what's going on. When if you, if, if you learn how to listen to a song that you made, that you know is some bullshit, like from top to bottom, from the first bar to the, the fade out, and you don't feel some type of way or you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you, you too far gone at that point. What the fuck was poppin' is your boy Mike Powers? Uh, 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 uh.
Look, 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 look